there it is. It's it's humping that lady. Like I mean, it's humping that lady. Yeah, old movies suck. And I'll put it in a time capsule for my children to throw into the dumpster. Pretentious! I'll send you the URL for 28 bucks. I want a living daylight! Just the look on his face, it's just like Christmas morning. Yeah, yep. Oh man, I'm. Yeah. turtles in your office it's like no no actually i do too is that yeah, yeah I, that actually sounds kind of great <laughs> oh that's actually what i was doing during the draft is i hooked up while well, i had my super nintendo out and i hooked it up to my computer monitor and my neighbor came over to watch the draft on the other screen and we played turtles in time the whole time and did they ever make another good turtles movie since like sega or something because turtles game you mean uh yeah yeah. There were a couple, I think, on GameCube or something, and well, some. I remember I, ha- I have them. I know one of them was kind of fun, just a walk down the street, beat them up thing. But yeah, those I love that stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking out my window here, and I'm seeing. I see this this couple, like you know, the dude's a big buff dude walking up the walking up the sidewalk. Him and his, I'm guessing, girlfriend or wife, and they have this gigantic. I'll eat your asshole right out, uh, German Shepherd. <laughs> I mean, this thing looks evil. Um, and then the other way comes this real skinny, uh, girl, lady, with three tiny little puppies on a leash, walking her dogs. And I just, I see this unfold. Like, they don't see the lady with her three dogs. They're walking. She stops, dead in her tracks. Just looks, <laughs> turns around, walks the other direction. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what? That's a smart lady right there. Yeah. <laughs> Your little puppy, uh, snacks are, uh, about to be consumed. I get, here's what would happen. The German Shepherd wouldn't do shit. Those three little dogs would start yipping and barking at the yeah. German, and then German Shepherd will, would say, I'm, I'm going to eat you now. <laughs> Actually, I had that confrontation last night. Uh, we, I told you we watched the neighbor's dog for a while, yeah. Elsa, and I, we have like little Shih Tzu mixes, and little Princess Leia, who's a princess, missing a bottom tooth, and, uh, <laughs> she likes to freak out at other dogs. <laughs> and stands up on her leash like she's king shit. It's like, you're a tiny little dog. Knock it off. And Elsa doesn't pay her any attention. She's just like, whatever. She won't even look at her. She'll be looking at me, wagging her tail, like, I don't care what this dog does. It's a tiny little nothing. And last night, they were barking at each other. Well, she was barking at Elsa. And Elsa just finally had enough of it and looked down at her and went, roof! And Leia... (laughs) Fell down on her back, paws up in the air, like playing piss, dead. Piss just flying in the oh, air. I was cr- crying. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It was so funny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So the I want a dog. So so the wife and kids aren't home for a little bit. So how you fuckers doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, you know, my kids are all upstairs, so pretty fucking good. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was never allowed to curse on our own show. Clint would always beep us out, so I'm just like, I naturally censor myself. Uh, <laughs> so I'm doing just fine and okie dokie. Yeah, I'm totally going to edit in a swear word oh, there. <laughs> oh, please do. That would be great. <laughs> like a robotic voice one, too. Yeah. No, it's going to be very poorly modulated <laughs> to sound like... <laughs> I'm doing balls. <laughs> Oh boy! But 
uh, yeah, so I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm getting over my second, uh, head cold in two weeks. Um, so. Well, Good times. We'll, yeah. Well, that's fun. Yep. Yep. I won't get into my anger at that and how I came about second head cold. <laughs> Eric, if you think about it long and hard, you'll figure out how that happened. Oh, I don't have to think that long and hard. I've probably got it figured out. I, uh, last night was laying on the couch while you said, you you said your kids had stomach flu? Was that you? Were your kids puking? No, that was my sister's kids were puking. Yeah. No, this had nothing and to do with my kids. This is all, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's a stomach bug going around. And, oh, great. Uh, last night, I, uh, well, I was, you know, usual evening. Kids go to bed, watch something with the wife, then wife goes to bed, then I bust out the headphones and playing uh, PUBG and got... Another chicken dinner last night. I won. Oh, I won. Nice. I was number one out of a hundred. I was so happy at like one o'clock in the morning. And then I fell asleep watching God knows what. And I was having this weird dream that somebody was puking. I was hearing puking. And then I wake up and, oh, my youngest came down, laid on the couch and threw up all over the place. I mean, just, oh. just tons of milk vomit. Good. And uh, great. So I cleaned that up and I went upstairs to his bedroom where he had also thrown up all over the place. Uh, uh Another day of paradise, I guess. Yep. The way we kick off every show, talking about our kids' bodily functions and... <sighs> oh, yeah. And I always find that very entertaining, so... Mm. <sighs> and You're of course, the only one? Okay, do you guys want to talk about some movies? Yes. Or, uh, Steven, how are you? I, you don't have kids, so apparently you're, we just assume your life is great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I took off uh, Friday, last Friday after the draft, and I went to camp and I watched some movies, so yeah, not too bad here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What movie did you see? Uh, Avengers and um, uh, Game Night. So I will fully spoil Avengers later on in the show, so you guys be ready for that. I could give a shit less. (laughs) Yeah, I I hear that the ending is devastating. Yeah, yeah, I I, I read some spoilers. Uh, It's funny how devastating that ending is when certain characters have movies already in the pipeline in the next three years. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they're done. Uh, Well, I wasn't going to go there, but since you (laughs) went there, then yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, well, yeah, well. Okay, are you guys ready to talk about some movies? Yes. Yep. (laughs) You sound so enthused. Like, uh, okay, let's dive into the cinema and try and find those gems in the rough on the movie roulette. And... This episode, it's Extraordinary Tales up against I Remember You, up against whatever guest Steven is bringing, and he gets to go first. Well, I told you guys I was either going to do The Similars or Friend Request. Um, I told you guys I'd be doing one of those, and I brought you Friend Request. Damn it. (sighs) So, let's see here. I was hoping for The Similars, because I'll never pick Friend Request. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, the similars doesn't look half bad. I'll have that next time. Whenever I'm on again, the similars will be my movie. So you don't have to throw that one back and forth anymore. <laughs> okay, uh, friend request. I'm happy to report that while this movie is not particularly good, and I would classify it as a passing thumbs down, maybe it's just because my expectations were so low that it wasn't that difficult to get above his expectations um so here we go uh takes place in a college uh, there's this kind of odd looking girl who has no friends and 
on Facebook. She has literally no friends. Um, and then there's this other group of popular kids and the girl. Then the one girl friend requests this other girl and uh, she accepts a friend request and then she becomes all clingy and obsessed with this popular girl to the point of almost kind of stalking her online and offline, this and that. And then she pushes the, the nerdy girl away that has no friends and then it ends up that she commits suicide and then then the movie just goes off from there and then basically they're like after she dies they're like this girl we don't even know who she is she like doesn't never existed and then it goes from there and then like uh basically after she dies she like starts haunting facebook they don't actually say facebook but it's facebook she like starts haunting the computer and friends some of the other friends that the girl uh, was friends with and and then they all start to die and it's just it's it that's about it it has some nice scares a little bit of blood here and there the acting is pretty bad i wouldn't really recommend it to you guys because i know how you guys like your horror movies generally speaking and this does have a lot of kind of like the mopey you know girls in college and blah 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 and this and that so i i wouldn't recommend it to you guys i do give it a thumbs down myself but it's not garbage. I would classify it more as I wrote down, it's like an army ration of horror. If you're ever like nothing else around, this will keep you alive. So it it's not very good, but if there's nothing else, give it a shot. Why not? So now I know you that go. you have you have rules for horror movies. Yes. Right? Does it mm-hmm. well, how does it do on that checklist of your uh, I don't have those pulled up right now, but there's someone does die. It has a little bit of blood and gore. The blood and gore is okay. Someone does die. It's not particularly scary. That's the number one rule. It has to be scary. And it does have some jump scares here and there. Um, it, it, it Again, it does do some things well. It's just overall the story is not the best. And it's just, again, not written very well. And if I had my fully list of horror rules pulled up, I'd go through them again. But um, you guys remember the other movie Unfriended from a few years ago where everything took place like on Skype, like on screen, like what's happening live. Oh yes. Dad. Yes. I hate I like, that movie. I, oh. Did you watch that? Yes. I remember your review of that on your own show. One of us had it as a roulette. I, I like this one more than that. And if for nothing else, because that Unfriended movie, I remember all those characters on there were just annoying. It was just a bunch of teenagers yelling at each other the entire time. Yep. This at least had some likable characters. Again, it's use it as an, like an army ration of horror movies. So if nothing else, give it a shot. But I, with that, I don't really recommend it to you guys. But it's gotcha. Just, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think I know all I need to know, and it sounds like uh, it lives up to everything I expected that movie to be. Okay, I'll go next. Extraordinary Tales. Uh, I didn't grab a synopsis. This is an animated anthology of Edgar Allan Poe tales, read by some famous voices. And this was Eugene's number one roulette of last year. And I enjoyed it. I will say that. I did enjoy it, because I'm the animation dork. I I kind of appreciate the beautiful animation that was on display here in all its different forms of because it's an anthology, they used a different form each time. And it was very pretty to look at, and it was entertaining, and I dug it. I give it a thumbs up. All that being said, I was kind of shocked that you enjoyed this at all, Eugene. 
Uh, other than the gothic feel of it, I mean, I, I know that appeals to you, but it's kind of, I'm, I don't know, like, I think if I had watched that on the roulette first, I don't know how much I would have recommended it to you. Really? Now, why is that? Just... Well, just because it's, it's, these weird, weirder animation styles are a little harder to swallow for just the average animation fan. Um, maybe that's not the right thing to call you. I'm not, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I tend to like the weirder stuff when it comes to animation. Uh, it's not super horror or any, or gory or anything. Uh, and it's just kind of weird, you know? I don't, I don't know. I just, I probably would have given it a hesitant thumbs up to you. I, yeah, it just, something about it really worked for me a, a lot. And I, I still think about that movie every now and then. I'm not knocking you for it. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I, I kept thinking about that the whole time. I was like, wow, I can't believe that he liked this that much. And I have to... Now put that in my brain pan when I'm recommending movies to you that there are, as long as you give it a gothic kind of hammer feel, he'll go for it. And that's, I probably, and you know, Christopher, uh, Christopher Lee's voice, Boris Karloff, there's a lot of great voice actors and I like that each, each short was a completely different animation style. So it never got kind of stale or whatever. It mm -hmm. very short runtime, everything about it, just it really, really good. Yep. I agree. I liked it. So thumbs up on extraordinary I need to get it to my list. Yeah, you should. I think you would dig it. It, it definitely has some of that classic cinema feel. Uh, that's it for that. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on it. I, I give it a thumbs up. Not much more to say. Uh, Eugene, I remember you. Okay, I remember you. This is a movie from uh, Iceland, and the, the director's name is Oscar Thor Axelson. And how cool is that name? Like. You are immediately awesome if your name is Oscar Thor Axelson. Uh, <laughs> having said that, he's like he's the Batman to Finn Wolfhard's Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I really liked this movie. Uh, it's basically it's uh, honestly the IMDb synopsis is. Uh, perfect for this movie as far as the genre. It's drama, horror, mystery. And that's literally, that's exactly what this movie is. It's a little bit of drama, horror, and mystery all working quite well together. And because it's a roulette, I went in with, you know, obviously low expectations. So when it, it's not all out horror and I was like, I'm fine with that. The acting is really, really good. The cinematography is excellent. The directing, the pacing, everything about it is just really, really good. It's not, it's not one of these Oh, wow, that's the greatest thing ever. But everything that it does, it does quite well. And it's basically, it's telling several different stories at the same time. And we've got several different t times that things are happening that are all kind of coming together into one, you know, the final thing. Um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's basically a, uh, uh, this couple and a friend are, uh, renovating this house in the middle of the, uh, not the mountains, but in the, the wilderness of Iceland. And at the same time, there's this, uh, this doctor that is still trying to figure out what happened to his son that went missing a while ago. And how these stories converge is really, really, really good. Uh, I actually watched the ending twice because I didn't, it didn't quite click together like I, I mean, I get it, especially after watching the ending the second time. I'm like, okay, I see where they were going with it, but it felt like the ending, this was an hour and 45 minutes, but it felt like the ending should have been fleshed out just a hair more, uh, instead of it being a little bit vague. It, this, the, this type of story and how it unfolded felt like it should have had a, 
and then this. Boom, and roll credits. And it kind of did, but I wanted a little bit more. And that's honestly like one of the biggest one of the biggest complaints I had about the movie was that otherwise uh like this is theatrical quality movie making here. There's not bad acting. Uh even at an hour and 45 minutes for a roulette, I was never bored. I mean, I watched the ending twice. So this is a thumbs up, but subtitled and a little bit longer, so keep that in mind. But if you are in the mood for kind of one of those gothic mystery type things with some horror elements here and there, this is this gets a thumbs up for sure. Cool. Uh, okay, there you have it. Let's move on to the next round. I'm trying to get through roulette tonight. Because we have other things to talk about. Coming your way, buddy. Uh, Infinity. This is one that I watched last October. And I would like to have your opinion on it. I, I didn't think it was the greatest movie in the world or anything like that. But if I would have got it on the roulette, I, I would have been like, this was fun. While on a mission in space to save the sole survivor of a biological outbreak, a search and rescue team encounters a looming threat to Earth. And I said that it r- rips off a handful of other sci-fi movies like Aliens and uh, maybe even maybe Event Horizon a little bit and maybe Resident Evil or whatnot. But if you're, if you're ripping off movies, at least why not ones that are enjoyable? So even though it's a clear ripoff, it was gory. And it wasn't really scary or anything, but it was kind of gory, but a little bit of Pandorum in there, maybe. Anyway, it was one that I was interested to see what you think about it. Okay. Next up, Kickboxer Retaliation. This is the sequel to the remake of Kickboxer that I reviewed on the roulette, and I will be watching it because I thought I loved that remake. Um, Sloan's Vow to Never Return. It's a Kickboxer. It's Kickboxer 2 remade. More or less. With Jean-Claude Van Damme, Mike Tyson, Christopher Lambert, Elaine Moussi, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And lastly is, let me scroll down here, Psychokinesis. This is from the director of Train to Busan. This is a Netflix original, and it's about a guy uh, suddenly possessed with supernatural powers. A father sets out to help his estranged daughter, who's at risk of losing everything she's lived for. And I don't think either one of us really cared for Train to Busan all that much. But I, I, I think, well, you did. I'm talking to Eugene. I, but I think we can agree it was well made. It just, we didn't care for the direction the story went and some of the dumb things that they did. I watched the trailer for this. It is chock full of super powery things. Guy using telekinesis to move all cars down roads and fly through city, escape and whatnot. It looked crazy. Uh, I will say this, all these movies are in that 100-minute, 110-minute range. So, But I think that, I I mean, Psychokinesis might be the most dodgy of them all, and that was the guy that made Train to Basan. So at least you know it's not going to be an incompetent piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, heading back your way on the roulette is Wind River, because there is simply nothing really... Wind that... River. I'll take Wind River. We can just wrap this up right now. <laughs> oh, Wind no, River. But... I, I, want it, I want it off the roulette. I just, I want it done. I'm sick of seeing it. <laughs> Wind River. Kodachrome? Kodachrome. Keep, keep throwing that one back up. I'll, I'll watch that eventually. <laughs> well, but... And I'll keep throwing up the last one, too. Literally, like, vomiting up the rift. I will never watch that one. But ah, you can keep throwing it up if you want. <laughs> watch the trailer. If you watch the trailer and still think it's a viable roulette, then you can keep throwing it up. Oh, maybe. Or I maybe. will throw up on it. Because I yeah. watched the trailer for that movie because I was going to pitch it your way. And after I watched the trailer, I was like, nope, no, hell I no. I just added it to my queue. <laughs> 
picks the next movie that he's watching. That's great. <laughs> Maybe Steve for this one. <laughs> I'll take the leftovers. Okay. So Eugene, I'm, what do you want? Uh, I will take Infini. Infini. Cool. That sounds good. Uh, Event Horizon. Okay, I'll try that. I, now, now all those movies that I compared it to, think of it as a low rent version of those things. Yeah, I got uh, it. And it's... also, it's a little slow to start, and the CGI in the beginning was a little dodgy. But okay. after it gets going, I it got better as it went. I was like, wow, I'm into this. So I think that you will at least enjoy the gore. Yeah, I, I would have probably picked Kickboxer, but because this is a sequel to the the latest remake, reboot, whatever of Kickboxer, I, I haven't seen that one yet. So I'll uh, I'll hold off on that one for now. You absolutely should watch that remake. Maybe, well, that you know too- what? Maybe some, maybe it'll make an appearance on the roulette. But it was it was a lot of fun. Okay. Exactly. How many Kickboxer movies have there been now? Like oh 30? god, I I went on a tear of watching when I got to like four or five, and I was like, nope, nope, I can't do this anymore. I quit. I think I'm to like one. <laughs> I think there's four like of the original <laughs> '80s and early '90s, and then there's these new ones. I think. I think you're right, but the I mean these new ones. I I was impressed with that Kickboxer remake. I really was. It was cool. Okay, next week it will be. Infini, what a dumb name, up against Wind River, Oscars and stuff. Good movie, you'll like that one. I can't imagine you wouldn't like it. Okay, are you guys ready to move on? Yes. Okay, for the second segment, I'm, it's, I tried to, I thought, I was like, how can I make this idea into a game? And then I was like, you're pretty terrible at the game thing, so let's not even bother with that. Let's just uh, kind of spring it on you guys and see where it goes. I'm going to need you guys to go to IMDb. Can you bring up an IMDb on your computers? Got it. Are, are we doing the the browser history game that you mentioned last episode? Because yeah, I this bleached is a, my history. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, <laughs> it might. <laughs> if you go to IMDb and you scroll all the way to the bottom, you should have a string of pages that are recently viewed. Mmm, yep. Okay. And I would just be curious to ask you, fellas, what have you been recently looking at? Because every time I go to this, I'm like, why was I on that person's whatever? And it's always because, oh, I was watching some movie and some guy popped up and I wanted to know who it was because I recognized him from some other shit or something. Any, and that now it kind of sucks that we're doing this so soon after the last wheel of cinema because we spend that whole game on the, on the IMDBs. So a lot of that stuff is probably going to be on there for me and Eugene. But what do, what, what do you got on there, Steven? <laughs> well, actually, the first one that's there is the one movie that I told you that it's a movie that you had wanted someone else to watch for quite some time. So. It's actually the Congress. Oh, with um, uh, the, the, the Forrest Gump's wife, Robin Wright, Robin Wright. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the first thing that's uh, on my recently viewed. Oh wow. So, well, we can talk about that now or later, or oh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. That's cool. We'll, we'll okay. get there. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Ah, now I'm dying to hear what you have to think about that. <laughs> Uh, the first one for me is a fellow by the name of Lamorne Morris. And I know why I looked him up. It's because I was watching that... It was that one roulette. A game night. Do you remember that, that roulette? The Netflix original? Yeah. I told you about? 
he mm-hmm. pops up in there. And I was like, I know that guy. What do I know him from? Went and looked it up, obviously. He is from the TV show New Girl. Do you watch that show, Steven? I do. Yeah. He's no, from... What was... Who, he's Winston. Which one is he? Ah, Winston, yes. Well, he makes a cameo. Uh, wait, was that Game Night? He's no, in wait Game a Night. He is in Game... Wait, wait. I, I'm, I'm mixing up these two movies. Well, why the hell yeah, was I on Night, this page? Game Night was a theatrical one. I, I watched that Friday. I'm mixing that up with a different movie. I'm thinking of the guy from uh, Scrubs. The guy from Scrubs was on that oh, roulette um, that I watched. Zach Braff or Donald Faison? Donald Faison. Yeah. That's also in my recently watched, or recently looked up on IMDb. Why was I on his page? Fuck. I don't know. Eh, anyway, I really like him. I love him in New Girl, and I that I like that show quite a bit. Yeah, well now, Donald Faison, if that's who you were thinking of, he's not in New Girl. No, he's not in New Girl. I got, I'm getting, I'm getting shows and black dudes crossed up. That, 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 I have no excuse. That's totally what's happening here. I completely admit it. Why was I looking him up? For fuck's sakes. One jumps on the back of the couch and sees somebody walking the street outside and then has to kind of go, Ruh. and then the other one goes, oh, you see something? We should bark at it together in unison. Dumbass dogs. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yes, Donald Faison was in that, what was that roulette I watched like two weeks ago where, Game Over Man, that's what it was. Mm, yeah. Not Game Night, Game Over Man, where the, the diehard oh, comedy yeah. in a hotel or whatever. Well, Donald Faison was one of the hostages playing himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to watch that. You should, it's a good movie. Yeah, that's still on my, uh, on my queue after your review. I'm like, yeah, it's one I'll... Check out sometime. Okay, Eugene, what's the first one on yours? So, because we were, you know, we just got done with roulette. I mean, do we, like, literally, I was on IMDb looking up, like, Kodachrome and, like, that. So, no, you can skip all those. Just go to the first interesting one. Okay. So, the very first one, and, I, you know, here's the thing with me is with what I do and booking movies, most of what is on here is, or a lot of what is on here is going to be, stuff that I'm researching. So the first one, and this is actually one that I booked, is uh, Day of Anger from 1967. This is a Lee Van Cleef spaghetti western that we're going to have a late night showing of in June. Um, and so I was just, uh, I was actually on the page here getting information on it to put on the website and poster art and all that good stuff. Um, this has actually already been released to Blu-ray from Arrow, and it's a good movie. I'm actually very curious as to what the studio is going to send us because the version I watched was the two-hour-long one, which I felt was way bloated and too long. And then there's the American cut that is an hour and 35 minutes. And I'm hoping that that's the one that they end up sending us because this is a late-night movie and it feels like there's some great stuff in here, but it felt too long. So right. anyway, that was a, it's a good movie though. I mean, if, if anybody out there likes spaghetti Westerns, this is one of the good ones. Cool. Uh, next up for me, I have three different versions of movies called Madhouse 
And the reason for that is because Eugene texted me and said, I'm watching Madhouse, and I said, what's that? And he said, a movie that you watched in October and absolutely hated, and I didn't remember what it was, so I started looking up versions of Madhouse, and I didn't recognize any of them, so... <laughs> Steve, do you remember um, that show where where uh, he hated it? And I'm like, what? Why? And Madhouse. Yeah, there's a Vincent Price one. It's not that. It's a it's a Italian... My, is, 1974, Jim Clark directed. No. Vincent, Pr oh, not Vincent Price. It's 1981, I believe. It's kind of a slasher. Uh, this lady and this Rottweiler dog, and there's a priest in it. And Judging by that cover, I don't think I've seen that one, no. I don't remember any one of those with a dog in it, either. And the ones I'm looking up are not, okay, 1981. That's the only, okay. I don't remember this. Oh, oh you hated it. Well, I believe you. Anyway, there you go. Madhouses. <laughs> Might be yep. the title of this episode. And then the next one here is, this is a throwback to last week, but or a week or two ago. Emily uh, Burgle? Does that name ring a bell for you, Eugene? No. She was the star of The Rage Carry 2. Oh, <laughs> Black hair. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking her up to see what she's, what else she's been in, and she's been still working. And yep, she's never stopped. That's Good the only her, thing that I remember seeing her in is that movie. Yeah, well, that's why I wanted to see if she was in anything else. Hey, right. Steve, have you watched Rage Carry Part Two? Uh, I have not. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that it's sounds something. like I should though. It's. <laughs> That was the first thing she was in. Oh, really? It's the first thing she's credited with, and then it's been TV ever since. Oh, wait, Happy Campers? Did you watch that movie? Happy Campers. That sounds like something you'd watch. Is that a horror movie or a comedy? Because that could go either way. I don't way. know, I'm looking. Uh, comedy. 2001. Nope, I have not seen that. Just a lot of TV. Final Draft? The hard, easy. Like, I'm predisposed to hate a movie like that with that title. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, that title just irritates me. I don't even know what it's about. Well, see, it's witty. Yeah. <laughs> the hard. Blue Jasmine? I don't know. A lot of TV, though. Anyway, whatever. Blue Jasmine, the Woody Allen film? Uh, is it? Let me see here. That was a good movie, if it is. It is the Woody Allen film. All right. Well, good for her. All right. Anyway, you guys seem utterly bored with this. So, uh, oh, I, I hated that movie so much that I now I'm thinking about her and her stupid <laughs> not, fucking tattoo. I mean the I mean the the, the, the topic that what we're doing oh, here. No, no, the no, no, this is good. I've got some good okay. ones coming up here if we keep going. I got okay. one more. Well, I Eugene, got one that goes Eugene, go ahead. Eugene, it's your turn. Okay. Think. Uh, I've got one called Terminator Two, but it's not the James Cameron one. This is a Bruno Matai, aka Vincent Dawn joint, uh, also known as Shocking Dark. And the reason that it's on IMDb is because Severin is releasing a Blu-ray of it. <laughs> this is what I was hoping to get. Yeah, and Go I'm on. like, ooh, what's Shocking Dark, a.k.a. Terminator 2? And I'm like, oh, I am buying the hell out of that. Uh, 1989, in a polluted future, Venice researchers work to improve the situation. Uh, one day, unknown forces start killing them. A team of soldiers and a group of civilians is sent to investigate. Soon, they encounter strange, murderous creatures. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, 
everything about that says it's going to just rule. And Bruno Matai, we, do we know who Bruno Matai is? Uh, one of your names from your niche titles that yeah. never lives up to his synopsises. Yeah. Strike Commando, Hell of the Living Dead, Rats, Knights of Terror. Uh, he's good. He was good friends with um, uh, the guy that did Troll Two. I think they were both Vincent Dawn at one point. It seems like they both decided to just name themselves Vincent Dawn. Another name that I would <laughs> love to go by, Vincent. Dawn. Oh, Claudio Fra- <laughs> Fragasso. Also, Clyde Anderson. There we go. Yes. This has been, yeah. it's, it's been a two-week, three-week version of Wheel of Cinema. We finally brought it back around. Yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, this is, like, this is all me. I mean, and of course, the cover is literally like a an, Ita- an Italian dude up close of his face with half of his face a robot and these really cheesy 80s sunglasses with dark hair. I'm like, oh, Schwarzenegger, but the Italian version. Shocking dark. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, this was the 80s VHS version of Asylum. Yes. We'll, we'll trick them into thinking that they're getting Terminator 2, but instead they're getting our movie. I can't believe that this was allowed to be called Terminator 2. I'm suppo- I'm imagining it was named that in Italy and it was okay. Oh, it's also known as Aliens 2. Wow, so <laughs> two different what? James Cameron movies. Let's. Do- <laughs> I'm surprised this isn't called, like, The Abyss Part 5. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be called... Django versus Terminator, because it's the exact same theory for all those Django movies that were not Django movies. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, man. I'm... Yeah. And this is actually also going to be released alongside Zombie 3, which I already own the, the UK version of, and um, uh, Zombie 4 After Death. That you hate, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I mean, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Well, review to come. That's... Oh yeah, that's the, that's the one with the uh, gay porn actor in it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he is. Oh yeah. You are so happy right now. Oh, that's this it is, is just the look on his face. It's just like Christmas morning. It's just yeah. Especially oh, when he can't convince his... himself that a movie that is a piece of shit that he's called a piece of shit. <laughs> that's his name, Jeff Stryker. Which another another name. Mom and Dad, why couldn't you have just named me Jeff Stryker Weaver? <laughs> because uh, they didn't want you to be a gay porn actor? <laughs> it's far too early to be going through this complete nonsense. Oh, no, it's not. It's, this is yet another train wreck of an idea of mine, so let's just let these wheels fall off and drive this school bus right off a cliff, please. Yep. Okay, that's it for me for now. <laughs> Well, we did two rounds. Let's let's go to recently watched, please, before because I don't think it's anywhere but downhill. Unless you guys have something really weird and unique you want to talk about on your IMDb histories, I'll take another look at mine. I have Cloud Atlas, which I did not watch, but I had just got done watching um, Black Mirror. I finished up all the episodes I hadn't seen, so I was in the mood for something kind of along those lines. And I was like, ah, Cloud Atlas, haven't seen that. And then I actually ended up going with the Congress. So, but there's that. I think you guys really like Cloud Atlas. I love that movie. The problem is the movie's like three hours long, so I'm like, ugh. It flies by. I I love that movie. I haven't seen it since the theater, but I got the Blu-ray, and I've been wanting to watch it again, but man, that's a runtime. And I have VHSs to watch that I haven't seen before, so, you know, that's a thing. I really did enjoy it, though, the, the first time around. Uh, okay. Let's move on to Recently Watched. Steven, you are up first. I'm dying to know what you think of the Congress. Please, start with that. 
All right, the Congress from 2013, directed by Ari Fulman, Fulman, something like that. An aging, out of work actress, Robin Wright, accepts accepts one last job. Um, though the consequences of her decision affect her in ways she didn't consider. Now, this is one that you had. What's in Star Wars? Because um, I'm the big Star Wars guy. But what's the guy who had was digitally put back in, or whatever? In Rogue Every, One, you mean? Grand Moff Tarkin? Uh, one of the, yeah. One Peter of the Cushing. Was put, oh, yeah, Peter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had always said, like, this is a movie you should watch to be able to talk about that as far as, like, preserving yes. your yes. image. So, so that idea really sounded interesting to me, so that's one reason I wanted to watch it. Um, so the first half of the movie sets that idea up really well. And, you know, she goes through the whole scanning process. You know, she signs the contract for, I think, 20 years. They have rights to her image, and she can never act again. I really like that, and I was like, okay, here we go. But then they completely shift gears, and they go into that animation thing, which I knew they were going to do that, so that didn't bother me, but where it kind of lost me is like, they stop with that story idea, and now it's something completely different, which, unless I miss something, it has nothing really to do with her image, you know, being signed over to... Miramount or whatever it is. Now it's a story of basically her trying to find her kid and, you know, everyone taking those drugs to kind of mask their their reality and everything, which is cool, but it's like they start a story idea and then they completely go off and do something completely different. So unless I'm missing something, I'm like, well, what about the story idea that you started? Well, it's been a while since I've watched it, but the idea was that she is selling her, her image because she is aging out of acting. She uh-huh. was she she could no longer get the younger roles. She's only getting the mother roles and the older roles. So in o- order for her image to continue getting the action roles and whatever that she wants to get, she has to sell her image to the digital world where they can young her up and whatever. So she goes through all that process and is depressed by it and starts getting onto the drugs that they take that goes to the animation world where you're just in this magical world forever. Yeah. And then towards the end of it, she comes out of it. She comes to grips with her situation, comes out of it and realizes what's most important and is going after her son and acting be damned and whatever. Yeah. But that thing, it, it was almost like a midlife crisis where in, this is just the way I read it, where she had a mental break of a midlife crisis and just, I don't want to feel feelings right now and went away yeah. because that whole, I thought that whole process where she had to uh, go in that sphere and reproduce all her emotions and facial features for the emotions that she's putting off, I thought that was an astounding acting moment from Robin Wright. Like, that was incredible. And I think that that was the final, like, over-the-cliff moment where she was like, I'm done. Like, she was selling off the last thing of acting that she had. And then she almost just, like, couldn't hack it, so she went away to Happy Land for who knows how long. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It does take a shift. I'm not disagreeing with that. It it definitely does shift from its initial trajectory. But that was one of the things I kind of liked about it. It was a little bit of a um, from dusk till dawn thing. It's like, you thought we're going here, but then it kind of went over here. And... When she came out of it, and when it's so jarring when she comes out of that, that was uh, great. Yeah, when they 
when she comes out of that to see all those people and it's like some dystopian future where everything that was really effective. But, um, and you see a little bit of like that when she first goes into the animation stage or whatever, where she's playing that, uh, robot superhero killer thing. So you get a little bit of that, but again, yeah, for me, it was almost like two completely different stories. And then also I'm kind of like, well, what happened in those 20 years for you to lose touch with your son? Like what, uh, what happened? Was it just that, depression or whatever from not being able to act and then she just goes into all that or whatnot. Um, so it was almost like two... I enjoyed both stories, but for me, it was almost two completely different stories. Um, so for me, it's probably a one and done for me, but I appreciate it for what it was and everything like that. Yeah, but it was just... Yeah, that Dust Till Dawn switch, it's very much like that, yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. That movie is fucking weird. There is no argument here, and it's not going to appeal to everybody. It's not a happy time, necessarily. Other than some really, really bizarro animation that... The animation was very bizarre, but beautiful, too. It was cool. Sounds good. I'd like to see it. I have it on DVD. As I I recall, though, the the thing with the sun... Man, it's been too long since I've watched it, but... The thing with the sun was that she was on the drug, and he was trying to get her off it, and couldn't and peeled away no maybe i'm wrong on that it's been so long he had some type of hearing thing where he was supposed to go i think blind and or deaf uh by the time he was 20 or something like that i'm not sure what um but then yeah after she goes to the animation stage it's just just like i don't know what happened with the sun or anything like that but yeah i mean i I enjoyed it again for i'm not saying it's a perfect movie by any stretch but that it it is a, a I, I do find it completely fascinating when this movie came out and that a couple of years later it's followed up by stuff like Rogue One where we have Peter Cushing coming back and who's been dead for a long time. That's really fucking disturbing to me. Yeah. And I, it, I, 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 well, I said it in the Rogue One review. I would be okay with him making a slight cameo, having a couple of lines, and then being gone. And not being in half the movie. That made me uncomfortable. It it, yeah. it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And actually, one thing here, to, this has nothing to do with the movie itself necessarily, but do you guys do you guys stream anything on Amazon? Because I watched this on Amazon. It took me three tries to because the stupid thing kept freezing and buffering and wouldn't play. I never have any issues on Netflix, but on Amazon, every once in a while, the thing will just... It just won't play. Yes, like, I, I, I have that exact same issue. Yep. Okay, good. It's not just me. Yeah, I do. I do as well. And I've got pretty good internet here. We can take a little bit of a rabbit trail on that topic. How do you guys feel about the price of Amazon going up to 120 bucks <sighs> a year? Son <sighs> of a bitch. <laughs> I don't have a phone bill, so sure, why not? <laughs> I, mean, I Seriously, it's we, we get our money's worth out of that because we buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, and we, we stream a lot of stuff on Amazon too, but that's a big price jump. Like, Come on, guys. Maybe ten dollars, but twenty. Take that extra twenty bucks from everyone and figure out how to not have your movies. No kidding. Sitting to try to get through. Yeah, but and they've got a really good selection. I mean, they've got a really good selection that is not on Netflix. Yeah, but with Prime, I mean, you order something that shows up at your door two days later. That's uh, it's nice. I'll I'll still keep paying for it. Me too. It did not. It did not help my. uh, current struggle to go after it. Let's put it that way. A hundred bucks was already kind of steep. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the only two. Those are the only two streaming sites that we pay for. So, um, but still, I mean, that starts to add up after a while. Oh, Judy. 
Okay, my turn. Uh, last week I was talking to Eugene about Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Season 1, and I told him that I only have a couple episodes left of Season 2, because my dumbass was assuming that this was a normal kind of season. Nope! It, it, it was not. Uh, season 1 was 9 episodes, and the, I mean, usually they're like 13 episodes. Season 2 was 22 episodes! So Whoa. I thought I was almost done. I was not. And it went on, and on, and on, and on! Uh, season 2 should have been two separate seasons. It, there, there's no reason for it to have gone on that long. And it just made it feel endless. Uh, it, there were easily two separate arcs in here that could have made two fine seasons of like 10 episodes. This is why I like the Netflix model of shows. They're usually 10 episodes. That's perfect for a season for me. 22 episodes? Give me a break. Uh, I, that being said, I liked the last episode, and I liked the way that the arc for the show, excuse me, wrapped up, wrapped up kind of the show and the whole kind of weird side timeline arcs that they were on. I dug that, but it sure felt like there, it, this, I hate to say it needed to be shorter. It didn't need to be shorter. It just needed to be three seasons. Yeah. Where you have each season, you have your little season-long arc, and then you wrap it up, and then you move on to the next season. That would have been fine and totally doable, At but 22 episodes of 45 minutes long, that's way too long for one season, for me anyway. Yeah. That is long. So, for Eugene... Nope, you're you're yeah, out. I'm I'm struggling already with Lost in Space. It's good, but I'm like, oh, Christ, get on with it. So I it's, I could be watching my bullshit instead of this fine quality Term- television. You could be watching Terminator Two Italian yeah. style. Exactly, Terminatorio. Very leathery. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's sure. Round one for me is Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, season two. I, but I wrapped it all up and I'm done. And oh god, it went on forever. I I hate that when it's <laughs> twenty freaking episodes. I guess it would have been okay if it had been like uh, like Ash vs. the Evil Dead season two. I think it had more episodes. Uh, I, I could be wrong on that, but they're they're half an hour. That's much more easy to digest than. Oh, let's talk about our feelings, and she's a robot, and she uh, get on with it. Okay, Eugene, what do you got? What do you got going on, buddy? Um, so I'm not gonna rewatch a ton of these, but every now and then I get the James Bond itch, and I've watched the Daniel Craig's enough to where I'm like, ah, I'm gonna wait a little bit on those. Uh, so I'm like, well, and I, I literally don't watch the Pierce Brosnan ones ever anymore, other than every now and then GoldenEye. Other Golden. than that, I'm good. I, I don't need to see any more of those for the rest of my natural life, I guess. Um, so I watched, uh, Timothy Dalton's The Living Daylights. Uh, I hadn't seen it for a while, and I remember I really, really liked this one. And I know, Eric, you like the other Timothy Dalton one better than this one, I think. License I, to Kill? I don't know. I like them both. I like Timothy Dalton, yeah. and that is already a controversial opinion, but I think he was a kick-ass Bond. He was great. He, he was great. And in Living Daylights, I do like the fact that uh, License to Kill, he's a little bit more of... Basically, I think License to Kill was a bit more of what was to come with Daniel Craig. He was more of a just 
a real badass. I don't mean to interrupt, um, but I, I can never keep these two straight. Is this the one with the sharks or the violin player? Violin player. This is the violin okay. player one. The yeah. other one's with Benicio yeah, yeah. del Toro. Yeah, I like the other yep. one better. But yes, yep. I like them. Both. And I'm I'm gonna rewatch that one here. I'm just I probably am just gonna do a Timothy Dalton Bond twofer and be done. <laughs> but man, Living Daylights. Maybe it's because uh, this was the. This was the second Bond movie I saw in the theater. The first one was uh, A View to a Kill. And uh, so I have fond memories of this one because this one here was one of the most clean of the Bond movies. When I started watching James Bond movies, even the intro to where it's the, you know, the floating girls and the music. And you know how that goes. Every James Bond movie has the opening song with the girls floating in the air and whatever. And most of the Roger Moore ones, if you watch, especially on Blu-ray, they're naked. And this one, like everything about Living Daylights was a lot more PG rated. And I remember that too, because my, my parents were, were glad about that. Uh, but the movie itself is really good. It still holds up even now, like a great Bond girl, great story that you can follow that, you know, has good villains in it. Um, and he has got the, coolest car in this one. Uh, it doesn't have course, to do with the ice skater that's underage and is trying to hit on him? No, no, no. That's a that's Roger Moore. Okay, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah is, uh, the Spy Who Loved Me, maybe? No, it's not that um, one. I just watched that one not long ago. I, I, I know. I'm mixing him up. My bad. Yeah. Um, for Your Eyes Only. That was For Your Eyes yes. Only. There you go. I think, that, I think you're right. Um, which, speaking of which, John Glenn directed this one, and John Glenn directed... Uh, let me just pull this up here real quick because I, I had no idea how many bonds he made. He made eyes uh, for your eyes only, Octopussy, View to a Kill, Living Daylights, and License to Kill. I mean, that's that's five Bond movies, almost back to back to back. I'm, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and he went to space. But this is, huh? What? Oh, what did you say? I said I said and he went to space. He did. He did. That's <laughs> still one of my. Oh, it's I amazing love. that he went to space, but yet and directed so many Bond movies. But he did not direct the uh, Bond movie that went to space. No, oh, the Moonraker one, which is one of my favorite Bond movies. I love that. He also directed <laughs> Iron Eagle Part Three. Aces, oh, you see, sweet, sweet. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but it's Steve. Have you you've watched some of the Bond movies? Correct. I've watched a uh, shameful amount of like I've very few old Bonds. Like I. I don't even know which ones, but I very, very few. Like, uh, it's like Pierce Brosnan and then, um, uh, uh, Daniel Craig, and then that's about my Bond history. He's gotcha. not into old so, movies, Eugene. He's not into uh, the classic yeah, kind old of movies. Yeah. Suck. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, see, the problem is they're not old enough. They're like, you know, if they were 50 or older, you know, then we'd be good. But they're just not in that old sweet spot, you see. <laughs> even, I'm surprised even the early, early Sean Connerys, because we're, now we're pushing like late 50s, early 60s. I might have seen like one Sean Connery and something else. He's a, but again, I, he's a classic cinema hipster. It's not yes. old enough. Yeah. It's not old enough. <laughs> oh, I know people like and, that. And they're in color. I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, yay! I could I could go a rabbit trail on that one, but pretentious. Um, <laughs> not you, Steve. Um, but anyway, yeah, kinda. Uh, yeah. So it's a good movie. Um, it's yeah. It doesn't have semis that are going on you know, doing wheelies or whatever, like uh, License to Kill and Sharks and Benicio del Toro's head exploding. But it's still good. I like yeah. it. Oh, that License to Kill rules. Oh, and, and that was. Like, I'm pretty sure that was PG-13. It should have been if it wasn't, because that was a pretty violent movie, way more so than Living Daylights. Yep. Yeah, 
Benicio went down into the grinder. It was that other guy who went into the pressure thing. Yes. And got his head exploded. Man, that was gross. And the guy guy from Batteries Not Included went down into the shark tank. Ugh. Movie freaked me out. Anyway. When I was a kid. The next Bond is directed by Daniel Boyle. You guys probably knew that, though, but, yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. What? Oh, I thought we talked about Uh, that. Daniel... 2019 Bond 25 directed by Daniel Boyle. Oh well, we did. Uh, no, he, supposedly he's going to direct the next one, but he's oh, working with a writer right now to try and realize their vision or some crap like that. It's a whole bunch of we're probably gonna do this, but I'll believe yeah. it when it, it starts rolling camera. Do you think? How many that more is Daniel Craig was, gonna make? I was just he gonna ask says, that. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. What? What? Uh, he's making another one because they backed up a Brinks truck and dumped uh, money on his front lawn and yeah. until he said yes. As you recall, the last one, he was like, during interviews with it, he's, he said he would smash the glass table and cut his yeah. wrist so he'd never have to do another Bond movie. And they said, oh, but here's a hundred million dollars. And he's like, I love Bond. I'm going to do Bond. <laughs> so that's my guess. Anyway. Yeah. I'm guessing that he's not going to go the Roger Moore route where it's like he's far too old to be playing Bond anymore. I'm guessing that this will probably be his last one. He's a great Bond, by the way. He is. He is, but boy, yeah. that last one was rough. Yeah, it was. I'm ready for another Bond now. I am. So, anyway, I still think that uh, Edris Elba would have made a fantastic Bond, but he's getting to that age oh, he would be. to where, you know. The, I think he can still pull it off. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting to that age where, you know, you know. Yeah, I, 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 what? What? What now? He's um, getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is a black guy should be a Bond. There, that's what I was I'm trying to say. Fine. Dude, I'm, I think Elba can still do it. I'm fine with that. Bring it on. Yeah, even if it's like, what if they would start to just do one-offs? Like, for every Bond is a completely different different actor. Or maybe have him period set. Yeah. Have a, have a James Bond movie that's set in the 70s. Hollywood, are you listening to us? The movie yes. freaks. I mean, ah, come on. I mean, I know you had Bond movies set in the 70s, but how about setting one in the 70s now? Why not? I'd be all for that, especially if it involves voodoo and... Uh, that movie sucks. Uh, sharks with lasers. Okay, great. <laughs> Steven, back to you. Uh, all right. Now, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this is a horror movie that Eugene hasn't seen. Because if it is, I'm retiring. Because I love Juan. Um, I, last time I, I was mean, on... I mean, you already got a friend request. Call. I think you've already accomplished yeah, that you, you're... <laughs> well, a good horror movie that Eugene hasn't seen, I, I guess. Uh, last time I was on, I talked about uh, the book Brother, which is about that West Virginia family with um, the one, you know, basically serial killer family where the one brother kind of wants to get out of the whole serial killer thing. Um, the author said that this movie was the inspiration for that. Uh, it's it, Have you heard of this movie, Eugene, from 2012 called Chained? Chained. Uh, yes, Starring, Vincent D'Ofrio. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> depressing. It's very depressing. Well, fine. You tell me about it, Eugene. <laughs> oh, did you like it? I did. Did you like it? Oh, not really. It's Jennifer Lynch directed no. that one. Ah, uh, I liked it. It was. I mean, yeah. I, it was just very, very heavy. Um, Don't you want that in a horror movie? Yeah, I did. It was just. I watched no backpedaling. Give your honest opinion. No, I, I, it was <laughs> eh, one and done for me. It was too. 
Uh, depressing. Oh, see, that's one of the things I loved about it. Now, uh, maybe it's because, like, watching this, I could see where, uh, I forget the, the lady's name who wrote the book, but, now, it's not based on this, it's just an inspiration, but I could see where she kind of definitely got the inspiration from. And I guess for anyone listen, Vincent D'Onofrio plays a cab driver who basically goes around and picks people up, takes them back to his house in the middle of nowhere, and kills them. And one day he picks up a, a mother or daughter, young kid, and she kill, he kills the mom, and then he basically chains the young kid up in the house, and then he basically grows up, I don't know how long, but he's like nine years old, and he's a He's there for at least 10 years. He's old teenager-ish by the, the movie jumps forward. but So it's just the kind of the their relationship, if you could call it that, of him being raised in this house and then him kind of becoming part of, unwillingly becoming a part of his killings as he brings different girls back to the house. And it, it's very low budget. It seems like it was shot on like a home video type thing, but a quality home video type thing. Very well acted. It does have some, like you said, it's, bleak and depressing and it does have some good kills and gore and stuff in there all stuff i figured you'd like, like yeah i, 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 I can like, like that uh i yeah. just uh, i don't know just probably because of this the the subject matter the kid you know a yeah. young boy that uh it was just i mean i did not he hate it it was just yeah. yeah it is not a feel-good movie at all like even like for a horror movie it's very depressing but again, that's what i like about yeah. it. that's what i would be surprised um, if eric would like that one I, I, it's oh, by the way, it's on Tubi TV. That's where I watched it, so you can watch it for free. All righty, so there you go. Yeah. Um, but D'Onofrio, man, he plays a creepy guy. He was like, great, he, and he's great he in almost does anything. A great job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I liked the kid. Well, like, yeah. Well, damn it, Eugene! I thought I had you, but uh, I will keep trying. Keep trying. Uh, welcome to the welcome to the eternal struggle, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you should try and find some roulettes. Damn it, because it's impossible. Well. I... I've got friend request over you, so... You do. That one for me. You do. <laughs> uh, you want to impress me, get something from the 80s, 90s, 2000s. <laughs> I... Uh, yeah. Yep. Like I said, that was my walk-off retirement shot for movies if I had that, so... I'm still here. Yep. No, I mean, I, I will say, though, that it... I mean, what I remember, it was a very well-made movie but and very effective, but... Much like... Like, have you seen The Room? I'm guessing you've seen... Room. Which or, one? Uh, Room, the one with um, about the the mother and the boy. Oh, the good one. Yeah, the uh, I haven't seen I'm it. But bell. The one that's not awful. It was up for Oscars. Oh yeah, with um uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I watched that at a little art house theater in Akron called the Nightlight. Hey. Yes. So I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, I love that movie. It's it yeah. has a little bit of a a little bit like just that heavy. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, it has that. <laughs> so just know that going into it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I. But it is a horror movie. It so is. You, well, now the room is not so much horror as th- this is. That's just this is depressing drama. But yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to me, I guess. How about we go with some VHS in 1987 and Nick Nolte in a movie called Weeds. Have you guys seen this movie or ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I don't not believe I've seen it. Uh, after many suicide attempts are thwarted, San Quentin lifer Lee Umstetter, McNulty, finds his personal redemption when a traveling theater group stages a performance at the prison. Motivated to write and direct his own play with his fellow prisoners, Lee is discovered by a sympathetic newspaper critic whose advocacy 
leads to his release. Forming his own theater troupe with other former inmates, Lee finds that life on the outside isn't as easy as he expected. And this movie, I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up, even though it was kind of a hard watch, not because of the movie or subject matter or anything else other than the fact that my VHS was old and shitty. And so it was mostly listening to a movie because looking at it was painful for the eyes. But I was interested in the subject and what was going on, so I barreled through that bitch. I don't know if this... Eugene, maybe you can look this up while I'm talking, but uh, DVD, Blu-ray, I don't know if it's went any further in VHS, but this Mm -hmm. is a good movie, and it definitely uh, is worthy of uh, further media release, if it doesn't already have one, which it probably does. I'm not going to say gem in the rough, but it was an interesting idea. It was a unique vision. I have not seen a movie like this, and... Part of that is the fault of the uh, cover and stuff. It's got him in prison on the cover. I'm in jail, and I got my jail suit. And then you flip it over to the back, and it's more people in jail and their jail suit. Yeah, he gets out of prison in, like, the first half hour. And the rest of the movie is outside prison. So it sells itself as, like, a prison movie, but he's only in prison for half an hour. Uh, the rest of the... I'm looking at the poster. It looks like he has, like, a white cotton robe on in prison. <laughs> Which... Uh... <laughs> Uh, anyway, once he gets out, and, I mean, he, their their whole play is about how miserable it is to be in prison, and how hopeless, and, and despair, and yada yada, so it's a powerful play, and, you know, they eventually start doing it at prisons, which doesn't go so well. You never really know where this movie's gonna go next. Again, I've never quite seen a movie like this. Uh, it's a unique idea, and the way I've talked about it the last couple of weeks... I'm more willing to give a pass to a movie that is a unique vision instead of, oh, it's prison movie. So here we go in a prison talking about either it's about escape or it's about how miserable it is and we die or the green mile or you know what I mean? It's not by the numbers mm-hmm. cliche bullshit. And it also plays on something else, another genre, subgenre that I really like a lot, which is a uh, the movie that is a play that is a movie. Yeah, I, I really like that idea. And I really love it when I see a movie like uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where it's like, clearly this is a play. And it's they put it in movie form. I, I, I dig that shit. Or Noises Off. I love that movie. Uh, same here. This could almost be a, uh, a play within a movie within a play thing. So I do give this movie a thumbs up. I think it's worth checking out. Nick Nolte, as always. I mean, the, the dude is just fucking watchable. You know what I mean? Anytime that he's on screen, the dude is putting on a clinic of acting. He is fantastic in this movie. Uh, I give it a thumbs up, and this is 100% something that is going to be on Eugene's niche title, Code Red Bullshit. They don't have it out. I checked. There's, it's not been released. So is, that's there a, a, there, is there a DVD or anything of it? Man, I couldn't find it on uh, Amazon, but I can't imagine there's not at least a DVD release of it. But I couldn't find it. Well, at any rate, there's the reason to still be collecting those VHS tapes, my friend. As I've got it, even though it's horseshit to look at, it, uh, it it exists, and I have a copy of it. And I'll put it in a time capsule for my children to throw into the dumpster. Okay, who, uh, <laughs> Eugene. Okay, hey, just so you, just so you know, this could be interesting when uh, I I export my audio. Uh, my audio is set to fuzz vocal. I'm not sure what fuzz vocal is. But <laughs> But uh, I'm just giving you fair warning that 
fuzz vocal is what the fuck does that mean? And it's not fair know. warning when we're an hour and ten minutes into a recording. Because <laughs> well, I, I, I just literally, like, I open it up and it's the same track. And so I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's the same track that I always use. But I'm like, why does it say fuzz vocal? I'm like, that's not good. Fuzz it's, vocal's not good. No, it's not so, good. You're, you're probably a, a distortion <laughs> effect that you would put on a guitar. So the whole time Eugene's yeah, talking, or, he's going to be like, sound like Chewbacca the Wookiee. Living daylight! <laughs> I want some living daylight! <laughs> So be prepared, dear listeners. Sweet. I might sound like Chewbacca. <laughs> be prepared, dear listeners. The giant gaps you're hearing in audio is the fact that Eugene is not on this show. And it's just me and Steven pretending like we're talking to a ghost. I don't know. That, <laughs> next up. Okay, but we shall carry on. Okay. Um... <laughs> Prepare That's for giant be... blankness. Yeah. Okay, Boneyard from Code Red. Uh, this is, wow, you know it's, okay, there it is, I think. Yeah, that's, uh, so, Boneyard, uh... I went to write that down, and I stopped after the fifth letter, because I forgot what I was writing down, and it just says Boney. It's the same thing. I just thought I'm sure. that with you. <laughs> yeah, Phyllis Diller's in this, um, so this, this, uh, detective, and this lady that can speak to the dead, I guess, maybe... And some other sidekick go to this morgue to investigate um, uh, this doctor that was eating cadavers, I guess, uh, because something about something, uh, zombies, and, uh, and then Phyllis Diller shows up at the morgue with her yippy little dog, um, then they run around the morgue for a while, and then Phyllis Diller turns into this admittedly really cool big puppet creature thing, and the dog is a big puppet creature thing. And then they run around more, and little... Then a German shepherd shows up, so they turn around and walk back home. They walk the other way, because they're, they're like, <laughs> some good thinking, good thinking. Uh, then something blows up and roll credits. I mean, for Code Red... You could do a lot I mean, worse. Can I, can I translate? Uh, four code red means because I spent too much money on this shit, this is awesome. <laughs> it's not awesome. It's tolerable. It's very, very, very tolerable. Um, yeah, so it's something. Okay, and uh, let's go with one more code red movie. Uh, the Carriers. Uh, so this one here... If you guys would follow Code Red, by the way, it is a train wreck. It's a train wreck. This one dude and his his little empire that he has, he berates his customers, um, is genuinely a complete raging asshole. Um, it's great. It's great. And we collect his movies. <laughs> um, so he has this botched release called The Carrier. And... Um, by botched release, there is a theatrical version on it and a director's cut. Uh, the, 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 the carrier or the carriers? Um, it's. I'm well, sorry. It is it? Uh, can you spell carrier? It is the carrier. It is the carrier on okay. IMDb. It's the carrier. 1988. Uh, is, is that so, I E R I A R? I E R. Okay. Thank you. So the the theatrical cut of this movie, about halfway through the audio goes out on the movie and we're like, it's several seconds uh, out of sync, which it totally doesn't surprise me. And then the director's cut has a different 
encode, I guess. So the picture quality is a bit different, not as good as a theatrical. So all around, there's just bad. Um, Do I set the fuzz mode? But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so, I mean, so this guy gets this guy gets pissed off <laughs> at at all of the people that are complaining, um, <laughs> saying that he's going to discontinue this, going to go out of print, blah 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 blah. So I buy this thing, and um, so the movie itself, I watched the, obviously I watched the director's cut because the theatrical version is botched. Um, so oddly enough, this is one of the weirdest movies I've seen in a while because it's it's Eric. I'm, you might like it for just how completely different this thing is. It's kind of an allegory on AIDS. Uh, basically, this guy, he gets attacked by a creature, and then anything that he touches in this almost like the village-type town, like uh, Shyamalan's The Village, it's kind of like in a town like that. Anything that he touches, if anybody touches that spot, uh, they just disintegrate. And so it's, it's pretty cool like that, but it's on a very, very, very low budget. Um, and it, the whole way through, I'm like, well, this feels like an 80s allegory to AIDS. And everybody is, like, putting on garbage bags and not touching each other. And then they have <laughs> – then they get these little chicks, like little chickies, you know, uh, chickens. And then they, <laughs> they are, like, pressing the chickens up against trees and stuff. Like, and if the chickens, like, disintegrate, then do you don't touch that. <laughs> and then they, they run out of chickens, so they, they gravitate towards, <laughs> towards cats, kittens. <laughs> So they're smushing cats up against trees and, oh, the cat's melting or whatever. We can't touch that. And, and they, they continue to put more and more like, like bags over themselves. And, <laughs> um, and it's almost two hours long. So <laughs> the carrier. <laughs> Find your copy on Blu-ray for the low, low price of $28. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> You're smushing uh, chickens up against trees. Uh-huh. Uh, and the thing is, think about it. Wouldn't you do the same thing? Like, okay, if I put my hand on this tree, I'm either going to melt or I'm going to smush this chicken up against the tree. And if the chicken goes dead, well, I'm going to probably want to stay away from that tree. Uh, God bless you, Bill Olson from Blue, from Code Red. Oh, I'm done. That's I just want me. I just want Eugene to give me descriptions of these things. I, I just I love it so much. <laughs> really, I see it's on YouTube. Really, what's happening? So I'm going to watch it for free. Oh, oh, it is on YouTube. It of course, it's on YouTube. It's a shitty movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're walking around with chickens and cats, pushing them onto <laughs> random points in their environment to see if the trees have AIDS. Yes, but it's an allegory. It's a smart allegory. I'll send you the URL for 28 bucks. Yeah. <sighs> oh, there it is. The Carrier, 1988. Sure enough. Oh, My side hurts. Yep. Lots of running around the woods and boarding themselves up. And Okay. <sighs> Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Okay. Uh, Steven, you're up. Thank God. Uh, <sighs> can't well, I'm going to backtrack just one quick, quick. I have a question. Uh, carriers, 
from 2009, Eugene, have you ever seen that? Yes, that's what... Because that's, that's been on my watch list forever, so I didn't know if maybe I had a chance to watch a horror movie before. You. That was um, uh, Chris Pine? Uh, Chris Pine. Yes. Is it any good? Yes. It, actually, it wasn't out? bad. Eric, did you okay. see that one? I've never even heard of it. What is that? It's, it's a virus something movie. Yeah, it's kind of a... It felt kind of PG-13-ish, but I, I it was good for one watch. I mean, it's it's one of those, it's a roulette type movie. I watched it yeah. with my wife, and it was okay. It's okay. They weren't pushing chicks up against trees or anything, but... But doesn't that sound cool? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go say goodnight to my boys. Again. I, can't, I can't deal with it. The <laughs> mental like image just... that you painted for me was just <laughs> like the village with crazy people pushing animals against random spots in the... In their, in the I can't I can't even... <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Uh, Steven. <laughs> okay, I'll... <laughs> All right, I'll do a couple uh, real quick, just nothing but flat-out popcorn movies. Uh, Wait, this we'll is, probably, this is the last round. We're, we're getting close to wrap-up, so okay. this is the last round. Get as many out as you want to, but get done everything okay. that you want to get done. Okay, I'll just go through these. Uh, Ready Player One, I'm sure everyone's seen the trailer, knows what it's about. Watch this in XD. Actually, the weekend it came out. Man, XT Theater, if you ever get a chance, just, just go. It's fantastic. But I loved this movie so much. I like this more really? than Infinity War, which I guess we'll talk about. Yeah. Because, I mean, this, like, you're kind of a gamer, and I'm 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 a semi-gamer. I, I go on spurts with gaming whatnot, but... Same here. Everything they talk about, you know, it's just, if you like games, you'll enjoy that. Um, there's even a spot where they go into The Shining in the movie. Yeah. It's just... I... Every, we all we was, I think it was like five or six of us who watched it up there, and we all loved it. Honestly, I would I could have sat there and just had them play the movie right over again. It is just visually, it is just you got everything going on, and it's just it's just <laughs> beautiful to look at. <laughs> um, so I mean, I I really have nothing bad to say about it. It's just a, it's a pure popcorn flick in the best possible way. And, um, See, Eugene stepped away for a minute. Go watch it. I don't think he's read any yeah. spoilers. I've read some spoilers, so I know that it went into The Shining. Uh-huh. I don't think he knows that, so I'm keeping that from him. Ooh. So don't don't tell him that. Uh, that's a surprise yeah. Yeah. for me. Like the in the in the trailer, in the trailer, it had uh, Canada's bike from Akira. Yeah. So like I'm I'm like yeah. that's amazing. But you know what else it has? Yeah. They gave this away in a poster. It has Spike Spiegel's jet from Cowboy Bebop. Flying around in there too. Ooh. I need to watch Cowboy Bebop sometime. Side rail there, but um, but yeah, I just absolutely love this movie. It's just you just sit down. And I I had a smile on my face the entire time. It was just fantastic. Um, next, uh, I'll do two more here. Game Night. This is the one with Jason Bateman. Game Night goes wrong, so they set up a kind of murder mystery type thing that goes wrong. Uh, it's funny all the way through. I I enjoyed it. So I I watched that at movies ten. Certainly worth two dollars. So, uh, lighthearted comedy type thing. Certainly worth the uh viewing there. Thumbs up. And then finally, I guess we'll end with Avengers Infinity War. Well, before you do that, since Eugene's gone, should we do a little uh, mm-hmm. bit of uh, sports freaks? I mean, he's oh, he's sure, gone. Go so it. to hell with it. He, we can do Infinity War when he gets back. <laughs> all right. Um. Thoughts on the Browns draft? Well, I think I got all my anger and complaining out <laughs> the night of the draft. I wanted Darnold and I wanted Chubb with those first two picks. So but did they I. went Mayfield and they went Ward. 
So I complained online and then to my, and my brother's chat complained that, which ironically, they liked the pick. They liked Mayfield and I was against it. And it's like, what, what's going on here? But so, but I've come to accept it and he's our quarterback and go Browns. I, I'll tell you what, my, my neighbor, uh, came over that night, like I said, and we were playing as soon as they said Baker Mayfield, I lost my mind. And I said, okay, we are putting this on mute and we are playing Ninja Turtles because I need to beat the unholy hell out of some faceless villains because I was freaking out. But, you know, and then at four, I thought for sure it was going to be Chubb. And they didn't. And then, you know what? It, It took me about... It took me the next day where we were getting into sports talk on the radio and I was, they were able to talk me through it and talk me off the ledge. And I'm not saying that I'm all in for Baker, but I'm like, okay, he's our guy. Let's see what you got. You know, what am I going to do? Get in a time machine, go back and change it? No, I can't do that. I, the most yeah. thing I'm nervous about is the height. That's the most, yeah. during the draft, they're showing highlights of him from behind him. And you know what he's doing? He's completing his passing motion. And as soon as he's done, he takes a jump up so that he can look over his lineman to see if the guy caught it. That yeah. freaks me out. But what I did hear is that um, uh, Darnold didn't pass the whiteboard test. And if that's the case, In- okay. And uh, uh, real quick, we'll wrap this up because Eugene's back. Um, the uh, pick at four, I'm kind of okay with now because we took a edge rushing passer number one last year and it's time for him to start being a number one edge rusher and so now we don't have to play uh what's his name 40 yards off the line on the in the backfield give me a break we now we have a cornerback okay back to movies uh your final (laughs) uh uh, movie for this round uh avengers infinity war uh what do you guys want to know because i don't want to spoil nothing but uh, I mean, it's good, fantastic, great, uh, whatever. But was it really, yeah, so, or are you just saying that? Was no, it? no. I it's 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 kind of the culmination of everything. I mean, Thanos. You know, spoiler alert: he gets all the Infinity Stones, and um, yeah, you see superheroes everywhere, this and that, and um, it's. I mean, it's the Avengers, just bigger. So I mean, that's all. It is, Here, really. Here's my thing: yeah. I, I Avengers one, fantastic, awesome. Avengers two might be the bottom of the entire MCU for me. I do not like that movie. I, I just rewatched it trying to see if I could find a way to like it. And yeah. the first half I like, the second half I is garbage. And I, I still maintain that I don't think they're going to have any real stakes. They're not going to knock off anybody that has any real importance in it. And I've heard uh, snippets of spoiler for the ending, and I, I can't get anybody to give me a straight thing. Like, I just want to know if anybody dies. I don't want to know any plot points. And everybody says, just go watch it so you can get the full experience. Guys, I'm not going to do that. This movie is making, well, it's breaking all the bank. Ask me a question, I'll tell you the answer. Okay, okay. spoiler, spoiler. Well, Eugene, do you want to know or not? I mean, I'm not going to watch it until it comes out on streaming or whatever. Um, uh, do I want to know or not? I I wish I would care more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's up to you. You can take your headphones out if you want. Let's do spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Guys, if you don't want to know, we're, we're just going to do like a, a minute. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Okay. I don't want to know the I'm plot points. I'm going to probably points. take my earphones out just how... so that I... Okay. I don't want to know the plot points. I don't know how it happens. I don't want to know anything else. 
Eugene, go ahead and take your headphones out. When I right. flip you off, you can put them back in. Um, who dies? That's all I want to know. Because I've heard uh, Parker and Doctor Strange and whatever. Uh, Parker dies. Uh, Doctor Strange dies. Uh, the Black Panther guy dies. Um, crap, now I have to get up. That's complete horseshit. You don't have to go any further. That's complete horseshit. All these people have sequels uh, in the works. Star Lord dies. Half, I think all the Guardians die except uh, like one or two. But that's the thing. Literally half the people in this movie die at the end. There are some people who die earlier who I think their death might actually be real. I won't tell you who that is unless you want to know. No. But at the end, half the Avengers who are left die. But then you go to Google and you're like, well, half you people have movies coming up, so... That's complete horseshit. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. As expected. Okay. uh, Should we get Eugene back in? Sure. Yep, got the middle finger, so I knew I was back on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, the movie is funny, and like, it, like it's thoroughly entertaining. Like, I mean, I mean, you know exactly what to expect from these type of movies, so it's just, it's just a lot of it, and, and there you go, so, yeah. But like I said, I think you missed my Ready Player One review, Eugene. Mm. Um, I like that more than this, actually. Like, oh, cool. That was just... I saw on social I media that how much that you liked that movie. I love that movie. I yeah. So, but anyways, two great popcorn flicks. So there you go. Okay. Uh, one more round for me. What the hell do I want to talk about? How about Narc? I watched Narc again. Joe Carnahan. Good movie. Now, when was the last time you saw it? Uh, the I know not the uh, DVD back whenever I bought the DVD years ago. It, it just happened to be up on the Pluto Pluto TV thing. So I was kind of watching it in the background while I was editing the show. And then once I was done with that, I turned full attention to it. And it it holds up. It is definitely a product of its time, which is that late nine, very well, early 2000s, I want to say, uh, where, where they have extreme color palettes of dark blues and, and whatnot and shaky cams and uh, gritty, we're gritty, we're extra gritty. But it works. Because it's very, very mean. I don't know if I like it as much as the first time or two that I I watched it, but it is still a very viable product. Let's put it that way. And Joe Carnahan, I really like that guy. If you don't follow him on Twitter, um, you should, because that is one pissed-off liberal, and he does not give a shit about mincing words, which is... (laughs) Lovely. I, I enjoy his Twitter very, very much. He is one of my probably top five Twitter followers. He he, he just rips people to shreds every day, and I love it. Um, was Snoop Dogg in that? Wasn't Snoop Dogg a it wasn't drug Snoop dealer? Snoop Dogg. Or it, no, no, no. It was the guy from the that was the rapper that was in that Halloween Resurrection. Oh, okay. Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, it was Buster Rhymes, and okay. he his performance is fantastic. It's really mm-hmm. legit good in this movie. And I, the movie, I, it's hard to say if it holds up because it becomes uh, like Equilibrium. When I rewatched that one, it's like, oh, we're watching an early aughts movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it definitely functions on the level that it should. And it's like I said, it's still a product of its time. And I guess now that's kind of a negative, but I don't necessarily mean it that way, uh, if you know what I mean. 
So if you get a chance to rewatch that one again, I, I would recommend it. It's a good movie. It's just, you got to go in knowing, oh, we're watching early aughts stuff. And this was the style at the time. And mm-hmm. this was what was effective at the time. But it is, uh, it's still a damn good movie. And Ray Liotta is still terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, he is. He was great in that movie. He was, he's a great actor. And it's almost like a, I haven't watched, uh, shit, what was the name of that movie? Um, ugh. It's like a spiritual sequel to, uh, oh, that undercover cop drug movie with the same guy in it from Speed 2 that was in that, what was that movie called? It was, I want to say like Dope or something. I mean, Jason Patrick? Remember? Is that what Jason you... Patrick, who was in NARC. Yeah. And, and Speed 2. He was in a movie in the 80s, uh, late, or 90s with, um, it was a movie, he was playing an undercover cop who, who, it, it, basically the same kind of role he was playing here. Copland? No, he was older than that. Oh my Unforgettable? Hold on, I'll look it up. I don't know that I've actually ever seen Narc. It looks familiar, like the cover and everything looks familiar, but I can't say that I remember watching it. You would like it. Yeah, that's one that I actually, now I kind of want to watch that one again. It follows through on its ending. That's the best part. Like, it, it closes out it's ending in the best possible way. Like, it's really dark and shady stuff that's going on in the third act, and you don't know which way to go. But at the very end, he closes it off with this nice little tied-up bow where you're like, whew, sigh of relief. Okay, there, uh, closure. I have closure, and this is going to all be okay because we went to such dark places, but the way that he wraps it up is like, it's okay, I can deal with that because of the way that you closed it out. Hmm. Um, is it sorry, Rush? I'm, I'm just looking through the Rush. End. Yes, Rush. That's uh, yeah. He's an undercover cop in that movie, it, it, going into drug realms and blah 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 blah. You've never seen Rush? I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen. I mean, that was VHS days back when I worked at the Video Connection. That was one of them that I took home. But it was, I remember liking it, but I don't remember much about it. Anyway, they make a good depressing drug-addled doubleheader. Rush and Narc. There you go. Yay. <laughs> Okay, that's going to do it for me. Eugene, last round. Um, I mean, I got some great content here. I'm just trying to pick which one. Um, <laughs> I rewatched Zombievers. Uh, anybody watch that one? No? Okay, let me talk about it a little bit. Uh, Zombievers from 2014. Actually, I kind of remember, not kind of, we talked about this on a very early episode of Movie Freaks. And it honestly, this... I remember that I recorded one down in Florida at one point, and this was when, uh, Steve, you were on the show, and so was Ty. And I'm not sure if I talked about Zombievers then or not, but I just, that episode... Well, I think Ty watched it. Maybe you talked about it with him. I, I, I may have. There, I, but I remember that somehow the cinema sidekicks were involved in my first viewing of Zombievers. <laughs> it's, um, hour and 15 minutes. Uh, okay, next. Um... Oh, no, no, no. You loved that movie, and I believe I was kind of, eh. Uh, so, it was okay. I mean, it's... it's uh, did you watch... So you watched it, Eric? Yeah, I watched it at some point. I thought it was okay, but you were, like, head over heels for it for a bit. No, it was just... I liked the fact that it was legitimately gory with practical effects. Versus, I mean, it looked stupid. Obviously, the, the zombievers looked ridiculous, but I'm like, yep, they actually took the time to use practical effects, which immediately elevates the movie. It's got, it just feels like something that you would see. And like if Roger Corman would make a brand new movie with the runtime, with 
just the beats that the movie takes. And it's like, here's your characters. Here's about three minutes until you get to know them. And now we've got zombievers. I like that. I think that's, that's how all movies should be made. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, but forgettable actors. I did like in this one, spoiler alert, uh, the one girl that you think is going to be the, the final girl, I guess you could say. She's kind of like the good girl and her boyfriend cheated on her and blah, blah, blah. You think that she's going to be the final girl and then she ends up uh, getting scratched or whatever by a zombiever and then all of a sudden she's got these gigantic buck teeth and she's a zombiever and then they kill her off. I'm like, nice. All right. I forgot about that. I like I like that. That was like, I like when they 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 change things up on these on these movies. Makes me, I, okay. <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, that's it for that. There's, I literally have nothing else to say about that. Um, ah, Galaxy of Terror. Speaking of Roger Corman, let's end on Galaxy of Terror. And I think, Eric, that you have seen this. I think so. I believe we talked about it, uh, three or four times on the show. Okay. Oh, we have, oh shit. Should I find something else? It's up to you. I don't care. Um, nah, let's end it on this. This is a, this is a high note. Um, I love this movie, not quite as much as Forbidden World, uh, but Forbidden World is much more of the alien knockoff than this one is. This is the one that James Cameron helped uh, out a lot on, and you can see by the actual sets that are in this movie. I'm like, well, if you know that Cameron was a part of this movie, you're like, that totally looks like what was to come a few years later with Aliens. Completely. Uh, and then you, I watched the making of, and this Blu-ray actually has like an hour and a half long, but a little over an hour long making of, and they actually talk about how Cameron was on the set and how he pretty much asserted himself very quickly, um, and as what he was doing there. But I guess a lot of the crew that were doing the visual effects were actually the crew on Aliens, which I think is really cool that you know, here's this super low budget Roger Corman movie, and then several years later is Aliens. I think that's really cool. But, if you remember, Eric, this is the one where the crew goes to this planet um, that they all have to face their fears, and then there's going to be one final gatekeeper or whatever. Do you remember that at all? Uh, yeah, Car- Corman movies. I, I yeah, they Robert, go in Robert one England is in the eye socket and out the other, and I'm like, huh? I watched it. Yeah, um, Sid Haig is in it. Uh, Ray Walton. Um, this is, okay, this is the one with the huge worm that rapes the girl. <laughs> no? Uh, ah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3? I, uh. Oh, no, 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 this is, this, her greatest fear is, I oh, guess, this worm. Oh, this is the other movie where the giant worm rape, rapes yes. the girl. Yes, <laughs> it's, yeah. Actually, Cameron was furious at how, how they made that practical, or how they made that effect, and they made, they, Cameron made them, like, I guess, shrink the worm down some because it was too big or something. I'm like, wow, and... There it is. It's it's humping that lady. Like I mean, it's <laughs> humping that lady. <laughs> uh, it's not uh, humping that lady. It's humping. I mean, seriously. Like you watch the movie, and it's like, uh, and then I mean, um, spoilers. Uh, I mean, at first she's you know, <laughs> get the worm off me, and then it's I and I can't believe they actually kept this in. I'm like. Oh, now she's kind of, it seems like she's kind of enjoying it. And then now we end that scene. I'm like, oh, okay. So Galaxy of Terror means big worm sex. Good. That's, that's what the takeaway, yeah. this, that's the takeaway from this show is that, I guess. 
is lots of slime, lots we're, of king. We're all just living in a galaxy of Bill Cosby, and let's move on. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, you're groaning at me. You just had you, you just defended giant <laughs> worm sex. Um, okay. <laughs> Sid Haig's in it though. Does that help? Yeah, mm-hmm. that definitely means uh, it's very rapey and gross, probably because that's the things that he's in, as far as I know him from. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, let's do a coming soon and wrap this all up. Steven. Uh, well, in about a month, I'll get to have some time off in the summer, so I'll be spending a lot of time in the theater watching new movies, and of course, TCM, I got a crap load of stuff in my DVR, so lots of old movies, and then a lot of new movies, and I don't know what specifically, but I don't know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs like it. Oh, motherfuckers. Barking at the wind. Okay, my turn. Coming soon. VHS. Shit up my ass. Uh, Two-lane blacktop. Vanishing point. Vigilante. Twilight Zone, the movie. Transylvania 65000. Quicksilver. McBain. Wisdom. Tons of shit I've never had the balls to actually rent, and now I own. On glorious, glorious. Hideous VHS. Uh, Eugene. Uh, I suppose I should watch Forbidden World again. Um, <laughs> probably Humanoids from the Deep is going to be rewatched. I'm going to go through a Corman kick. Uh, what a schlock. Something from Code Red, I'm sure. Uh, why not? Um, Terminator movies. Now that I finished up oh, the uh, yeah, show, well, I, can, I can finally watch the uh, three, four, five that everybody hates and I'll somehow try and defend. Okay. Are you going to go through the whole series? Or just... Mm. Nah, uh, three, four, five. I'm going to go that way. Okay. Uh, what else am I going to watch? Uh, yeah, the usual. <laughs> I mean, stay tuned to find out. Hey, one last thing about Code Red I just I just thought of. So I pull out my... Uh, oh, brother. Oh, God, that note. always starts well. Uh, <laughs> Where it went from Bill Cosby to I always pull out to... <laughs> go on. Oh, uh, something Brotherhood of Satan or something that Code Red, something I bought from Code Red. And I'm like, oh, rad, I'm going to watch this one again. It's cool and will not play. I'm like, well, that's odd. And so I try another player. I'm like, oh, will not play. So I turn it around. And I'm like, oh, the disc is now, the disc is now ruined for some reason. It just, it, it just like something about the end of the disc. It's, I mean, I take care of my Blu-rays, but it's just, it's broken. Or it's like warped underneath the top layer or whatever. I'm like, yep, that, that's about right. And if I would try to get in touch with him and say, hey, I got a faulty disc here. I mean, fuck you, Eugene. There's no, I mean, (laughs) so that's another $25 that I'm hoping to trade into the exchange. (laughs) Yep. Yep. There you go. That'll work. That's total admission of, yeah. Anyway, so be warned, those of you that are Code Red fans, it's, you're getting into really... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, be warned, those of you in Northeast Ohio who are going to an exchange <laughs> looking for this program, because you're about to get one that's, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> a great coaster. But yeah, if you're diving into the Code Red Sea, just I'd, be warned. I'd feel bad about your admission of guilt if I didn't trade in a, uh, uh Anchor Bay tin of Heathers that never worked. And then, like, ten years later, I bought it back. <laughs> you, you fucking pricks. It still doesn't work. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll sell it to either okay. of you for 
fifteen dollars. Nope, nope, it's not worth anything to me. Uh, and this podcast is not an admission of guilt. This is a comedy show where we are making jokes of things that are not real. So yep. this will not hold up in court. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good job sticking to the script, Eugene, that we wrote. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Anything else for this episode, gentlemen? I'm good. I think I'm good. All right. I will see you next time. Bye. All right. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. If you would like to get a hold of us, or drop us a line, or tell us you liked a review, or hated a review, or you disagree, or agree, or anything at all. You can get a hold of us at facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. You can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter, at moviefreakspod. Thanks for listening.